What's popping, y'all? Hey, guys. Happy Thursday, or whenever you get the chance to listen. It's your fam over here, Tabar Safa, with another episode to the Godly Dating 101 podcast. Thank you for everyone tuning in again week after week. We are grateful for you guys. If this is your first time checking us out, maybe your first, second, third, and you're still trying to get a feel of if this podcast is for you, I hope this episode blesses you. I hope that something in it, maybe the entire podcast may not relate, but I hope that there's something that can inspire you, change you, challenge you, convict you, whatever, just gets you closer to God. Um, So I want to talk about a pretty churchy subject today. Soul ties. Um, I don't know if it's mainly in the black church. I know a lot of people did comment and were just like, soul ties aren't even biblical when I wrote about it. Yeah. Um, but I know you heard about it in your church, right, Soph? Did they um, mention that? I don't know if the older people Not like preach it, it, but you've heard people mention it. Uh, I wouldn't say in my church. Like my church, <laughs> my church is full of uh, mostly, you know, 60-year-olds growing up. <laughs> So I, I, they never really made mention to the topic, but I've heard of it uh, yeah. in other church circles, uh, even in, in uh, you know, our denomination. So mm-hmm, I've definitely heard of it, and I think that it is a real thing. Yeah, so I want to talk about soul ties because I feel like this is something we had written down months ago. Hopefully, I think right when we first started a podcast this is one of the topics I wrote down, but I never touched on it because... I don't want to just start talking nonsense because it's like common culture within the church, you know, but I honestly, like I said, I honestly believe that it's an actual thing. Um, so I know a lot of the common questions that we get, you know, that people say in regards to this is like, are they even biblical? You know, does it only come from sex? Um, you know, can it happen after you get saved? You know, how do you break free from it? You know, so I just want to talk a little bit about it. Um, hopefully we can make some sense of it or just share with you know our perspective on the issue but i think before you can talk about a soul tie i want to mention um the basis the basics of sex in general because typically anytime someone talks about a soul tie you're talking about someone you slept with in the past um but i want to make clear that in my opinion i believe that the bible makes it clear to us that sex is more than just a physical act but it's emotional and it's a spiritual experience as well You know, I think it's, you know, it's clear that God gives it as a gift to married people. But I believe that it's a blessing for married people because it brings union rather than, you know, you're dating Johnny or you're dating Susie around the corner. You know what I mean? So now you go have sex with them because you love them. I don't think that sex was just given as a means of, oh, you know, you made me happy today. So, you know, just sleep with anybody, Mm -hmm. you know, So, but I think we have to understand that sexual sex is definitely an emotional or a spiritual experience. And I don't want to say, you know, you're speaking in tongues because of sex. No, that's not what I mean. I just mean it's more to what's happening. Like the Bible mentions that we wrestle not against flesh and blood, you know, but the weapons of our warfare are not things that are carnal. It's a spiritual battle that we're in. So I believe that most things we do in life, there's a spiritual aspect that we need to take into consideration. Um, I don't want to rant too much, so Safa, please, if you feel the need to interrupt me. No, I was just thinking about what you said about how um, the Bible says that sex is, you know, it's more than just a physical thing. Um, And I thought about it, and I was just thinking about, um, you know, how the Bible also says, you know, that the two should become one. Mm -hmm. And I think that has a lot to do with not just getting married and having it on paper, 
um, you know, that we are married, but when you consummate your marriage, and I was kind of wondering, what does the word consummate mean? <laughs> so I was just over here looking it up um, to see if it had anything in relation to do with, you know, um, being tied together as one. And right. it, it, of course, it you know, it does say that it, it says that um, it says to make complete by having sexual intercourse. Um, so sex is, you know, it's something that make, should make you complete. And, and having sex outside of the context of marriage um, with such a strong, um, I guess, spiritual uh, meaning or um, just meaning to it in general, I feel like you, 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 I can see how that can be a soul tie. Yeah. Because if it's supposed to make you complete, but this is someone who you aren't, um, you know, I guess, um, committed to, right. Um, then you're putting yourself in a situation to, you know, have yourself tied to people that, uh, you, you know, that you shouldn't be with in the long run. Yeah. And it's not even a matter of saying committed to like, Oh, I know I love my boyfriend, my girlfriend. Oh, my girlfriend means the world to me. We getting married. Not that type of commitment. Because you can literally change your mind any right. day. Right. I mean, I believe what Saf is saying is the commitment where you stand before God and you make that covenant. That's exactly what I Because meant. that mm-hmm. emotional commitment that we give and, oh, this person made me mad or this person offended me. The relationship is over. This person did something. Relationship is over. So you gave away so many parts of you, you know, because you were committed at that moment without God's, you know, approval through marriage. Right. And, you know, so now you were giving away things that should have belonged to your spouse in general, you know, so like Safa was alluding to in the Bible, when I read it, you know, people, the way, the way I view the Bible, you know, maybe your translation is showing me something, showing you something different, but people weren't married because they put on a suit and dress, you know, wedding dress. And, uh, they had a a cute little ceremony and because they did this and then they exchanged rings. Don't, Mm. that's our, for, for the most part, that's our American, tradition. That's a newer age thing. That That's not necessarily what happened in the Bible, you know? So yes, there were different ways that people did things. There were definitely ceremonies. There were definitely, you know, big parties and celebrations. I get all of that, but people weren't married just because there was an event. It was really the consummation. Like the Bible mentions things like, and Adam knew his wife. You know what I mean? It's like, no, Adam knew his wife already. Yeah, but when you look into what the translation of the word knew mean, it literally meant a sexual connect, a sexual relationship. So mm-hmm. it was after, like the Bible say things like he went in onto her, you know, when, when she went into his tent or things like things like that is showing that they had sex. And that is when God placed his stamp of approval, you know, of, that is now considered a marriage in his eyes. So we see that the consummation of marriage was when, you know, a covenant was being established. So sex, I want to make clear, wasn't designed for an orgasm. It was designed for a covenant. Right. And I think a lot of times we we get we we go after these relationships and, and I'm talking about people that probably already had sex before. So now you know how good it feels. You love this person and now you're looking like, well, I love him and I know we'll get married in the future anyways. And then you do this and then but that was never God's design for sex in general. Sex is not just because okay, they made me feel good. You know what I mean? Sex is something that God, you know, wants for a married couple to be intimate, to bring that marriage closer to him, bring the marriage closer to one another. You know, so when we do that outside of God's context, then it creates connections that we should have never formed in the beginning. You know, so I'm not saying every person you date, you know, they're supposed to be your spouse or every person you date, you know what I mean? You won't make any mistakes, but you have to understand that when, when you say, 
you're going to have sex with them, you know, you're showing God that you're married. In your eyes, you're telling God you're married to this person. So now when, so now if I wasn't married to self and we're just dating and like, okay, well, we love one another, let's have sex. Or even if we don't love one another, we're just hype, emotions are flaring up, we have sex. And then we break up. But I'm still thinking about Safa later on. Or I go to another relationship and now I'm thinking about Safa in my new relationship. Thinking about Safa in my new marriage. Or you know what I mean? Things like that. That is the reason why people make comments like soul ties. You know, because... And I'm not saying everybody's thinking about their ex. You know what I mean? But you created a connection that showed God, this is a covenant I'm making making in your eyes. Because God is not recognizing your ring. He's recognizing the union you decided to make in front of his eyes saying, this is the person I'm spending forever with. But a lot of times we don't mean till death do us part. We just mean till the orgasm is over. You know what I mean? Right. No, I, I agree 100. <laughs> he just paused and looked at me like, you know, I didn't know where I, I, he was. I, 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 it's just like, I, I, you know, I don't want to, I don't want to preach too soon. You know what I mean? Yeah, Podcast no, just getting no, early. guys, no, he's, um, he, 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 you got this. Let's just put it like that. But no, I was just thinking, um, can you think that, or do you think that there's a, it's possible that you can have a soul tie without ever having sex with someone? I definitely do. I had that written in my notes to talk about later on. I'm not, I don't think you're jumping ahead or anything, but I, I definitely do. Um, let's just say we'll get to that. Let's just, <laughs> okay. let's just say we'll get to that. So okay. Mark chapter 10 verses five through nine In the New King James, it says it like this. And Jesus answered and said to them, because of the hardness of your heart, he wrote you this precept. He's talking about Moses and allowing people to get divorced. But from the beginning of the creation, God made them male and female. I don't want to, let me not get on that. All right. God made them male and female. For this reason, a man shall leave his father and mother and be joined to his wife. And the two shall become one flesh. So then they are no longer two, but one flesh. Therefore, what God has joined together, let not man separate. You know, so we see Jesus is explaining why Moses was allowing divorce, but Jesus is making it clear to them that divorce was never something God wanted wanted us to experience, right? You know, and I think a lot of us, we get that, you know, so God wants us to marry the right person. So we're willing to work through, you know, whatever obstacles that comes our way, you know, but what I want to draw attention to is, is saying that Jesus tells them that what God puts together, let no one separate, you know, and I think a lot of times we think God joined us together because we both said, I do you know, God was committed to that relationship when you consummated that relationship as well. Right. That is a certain aspect of it, you know, so when we consummate relationships that God isn't a part of, I'm not saying God is up there saying you have 42 spiritual husbands and spiritual wives. Listen, I've heard people say those things. I, I don't see any Bible verse that talks, you know, that alludes to a spiritual husband or a spiritual wife, whatever. You know what I mean? I don't get into all those little demon spirits. You know, I, I'm not going to pretend that I know it all. But I do understand that you are creating unions and you're creating covenants that God isn't a part of. But God is still recognizing those things as marriages because that is what his design is right. to create a union out of that. You know, so I think it's definitely a dangerous game because it's saying that. When God joins you together, no one should be the one. No one should try to separate that. You know, so I get a soul tie with an ex and then I get into that relationship and then, oh, well, she's not meeting my needs anymore. Now I'm just going to leave. If I go leave and marry someone else, I'm not saying God is, you know, a lot of times, you know, we, we, we encourage you to get out of sinful relationships. But at the same time, what if God joined me together with this person? 
And I decided, no, I don't want to do it anymore. You know, so I'm breaking what God wants, breaking God's laws. And I'm not trying to make it seem like everybody's just in sin and rebellion and God is going to send you to hellfire, you know, if you have a soul tie. But I want to make it clear that sex is created to unite you. It's Mm -hmm. not just about physical Physical intimacy. You know what I mean? I think a lot of times when we hear the word intimacy, we just think sex, but no, it's like a closeness, you know? So I think a lot of people, we just have to get a proper understanding of intimacy because the Bible is making it clear that we shouldn't be separating things that God, you know, joined together. No, I completely agree. I completely agree. Um, Yeah, man. Feel free to cut me off. No, go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah, because I I think a lot of times when we mention topics like this, people are going to say, yeah, it's not in the Bible. Um, I don't care what you say. You can't really convince me type of thing. But like when we think of the rapture, um, most Christians that I know, um, they all believe in the rapture, that Jesus is coming back for the church, that he's going to take us out of this world, whether that be pre-tribulation, during tribulation, post-tribulation, whatever. You guys will argue amongst yourself what you what you believe God is going to do. But there is not one verse in the scripture that mentions a rapture. No no verse mentions the word rapture, right. but we see in First Thessalonians 4 and 17, then we which are alive and remain will be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. And so we will be, so we will ever be with the Lord. And that verse does not say rapture, but the word caught up is translated rapture, meaning the same thing. So just because we mentioned soul ties and you don't see Proverbs 8, 9, soul tie. That does not mean the Bible is not making it clear that you can be spiritually connected to someone. Um, you can't be connected to someone, you know, be technically right. having That's a just, soul tie. That's just, I guess, the 21st century um, term for it. Yeah, it there's it's, no exact word. It's just a cute way to put it. Right. So so I would ask you, Safa, what's, a, what's the proper way for you to, to describe what a soul tie is? Um, like, how would you word it? If, if I don't know anything about it, how would you word it? I believe it's a it's a connection between you and someone else spiritually like you it's a spiritual emotional some people you know carry that emotional weight with them you know throughout other relationships they can't let go there's something there that they can't let go of um and I believe that it is because the, these two people were intimate with each other sexually and so um that to me is basically what it is a spiritual emotional connection with with someone who you probably aren't aren't uh, with anymore, you're, you're, it's like you're, you're something about you is tied to them. All right, so I want to talk about a few ways you could get them. Obviously, we're not soul tie experts, you know. So definitely, if you know of any other ways, and you you know screenshot this this podcast and let us know where you're listening from, you you like post it on your social media. Be sure to tell other people about this so we can open up and you know create a dialogue in regards mm-hmm. to this. You know, but I want to definitely talk about a few ways that I know that somebody can get a soul tie. Um, number one, we've already been discussing that. So let's just start there through sex. I think that's the major way. It's obvious, you know, that that's how many people can get it. If we look at First Corinthians six, verses 15 through 16, um, it says, know ye not that your bodies are the members of Christ. Shall I then take the members of Christ and make the members of an harlot, which basically means a prostitute. What know you not that he which is joined to an harlot, he is he who is joined to a prostitute is one body. For two, saith he, will become one flesh. 
So this verse clearly implies to us that when you have sex with someone, you become one with them. So you may be righteous. You could be, boy, I don't care if you preaching like T.D. Jakes, Michael Todd, whoever your favorite preacher is, Sadie Robertson, whatever person you like listening to, you could be as righteous as them. Right. You could love God. And then the moment you go and you sleep with that prostitute on 32nd Street, God said you just created a union and now you are viewed that way as well. And I know a lot of people are going to know I'm covered under the blood of Jesus. And I get that. I get. uh, Listen, but you created a union with something that God didn't tell you to create a union with. So you have to understand that when you join your body with someone, you're becoming one with them. My wife has sleep, y'all. I'm sorry, guys. It's <laughs> Listen, been a long day. Babe, t- really. Babe, tell the people. They'll, they'll understand. Um, <laughs> y'all, listen. So before before I go forward in the episode, I, I know you guys noticed from the last podcast as well. I told you I'm just going to be dragging Safa into these episodes <laughs> because the way our schedules are set up right now is absolutely right. ridiculous. So I don't care if Safa didn't even look over notes. Let me tell you something. I don't something. care if she ain't prepared nothing. I went to work an eight-hour job today. And jump straight from work to mommyhood, wifehood, and then right to church. And we just got home. <laughs> it's really late. So Safa want to go to sleep, y'all. But I'm not letting her sleep. The lights are on. And we this are little going growing to do, baby. We are going to do this episode in Jesus' name. <laughs> in Jesus' name. Yes, we are. We are. I want to be here for you guys. So, And I will do better. I will. <laughs> y'all just pray my strength. Listen, all you guys need to know is Safa's holding me off the ledge from being stanked. From giving y'all attitude or anything like that. And whenever <laughs> a lovely lady voice is needed, she'll be popping in. But no, no, but definitely back to what I was saying in regards to Paul. You know, Paul was saying that when you're sleeping with a prostitute or anybody else, when you're sleeping with a liar, you made your body one with a liar. You made your body one with a thief. You made your body one with a homosexual. You made your body one with whatever that person is, no matter how much you love God, no matter how much you go to church, right. the moment you go and you connect to that, that person dealing with depression, you made yourself one with depression, one with anxiety, one with their trauma. So I'm not saying because you slept with someone who was suicidal, now you're going to have suicidal thoughts. But trust me, those spirits that may have been trying to attach to that person, they're going to now be walking around you because you've opened up your spirit to right. get access to those types of things. And I think some people don't believe that. I think that's like wild you said, to me, man. They believe that. I don't know. I think uh, it's so easy to believe that we are just physical beings mm-hmm. and there is no people. Some of the things that the Bible said we wrestle not against flesh and blood but against principalities and against powers and against, you know, wickedness in high places. Yeah. And it's for real. Like, it's for real. People have spirits that are attached to them. And even though we don't see it this way, certain things or, um, you know, certain, you know, like like Tavar said, depression, sometimes it's not just a physical thing. Sometimes it's a spiritual thing. And yeah. you can attach these things to yourself. And believe it or not, I'm not saying this is every case, but I feel as though when we, when we put ourselves in situations like, you know, you know right from wrong, you know, you know, you know you know the word of god you know you're not supposed to um have sex before marriage and you put yourself in a situation to have these soul ties with these people or these spiritual attachments you can destroy your destiny amen and she talk about me when i be awkwardly pausing but (laughs) (laughs) but yo that definitely babe that was good um i think i think we really need to understand that and it's not I'm not saying, you know, you made a mistake, you slept with a deadbeat, you slept with a loser, your future is over. No, God yeah, is able God is able to he use every last you. one of us. Right. He can restore every one of us. There is no sin that you can commit 
that God is saying, man, I, I don't know if I can work through that one. That's not how God works. He's bigger than all the right. issues that we face. Mm-hmm. There's literally one sin he said he couldn't forgive. And now it's blaspheming the Holy Ghost. You know what I mean? God can forgive all of your sin. God can restore all of us. So don't think we're saying that, you know, these issues mean, you know, now you're thinking about everybody you slept with. That's why I'm depressed because I slept with that bump. No, maybe you're depressed because coronavirus just has you stuck inside right. all day mm-hmm. you know what i mean so i don't want to make make everything sound overly deep you know but i want you to understand that spiritual warfare is a real thing whether your church preaches about it or not it is real whether you understand it or not it is real whether you've ever seen a demon manifesting through someone or not that stuff is real you know so you have to be careful about who you connect to is 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 bigger than you know they make me feel good so let's right. have sex it's way bigger than that you know, so that's I think what the devil wants us to believe, though. Yeah. And, I, 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 and honestly, I think that's why some people keep dating the same type of person. You know, so you 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 slept with an abuser mm-hmm. and you think you're over that relationship. You will never talk to that abuser again. You tell everybody great. how horrible they were. But then you go date another man who's abusing you. And you go need to date another woman who's abusing your, your children. Then you go date another person who's emotionally abusing you. Why? Because you're emotionally attached. To that, that spirit. Yeah, it's just something about that person where you think you're going to get security knowing good and well what's the outcome going to be. Mm-hmm. And it's a constant pattern of going back to those things. Keep going back to that person with a lustful spirit because your 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 soul is just gave them access into your life you know and that's why y'all we have to literally ask god to cleanse us all the time because there's so many sins and so many issues that we have that we don't realize you know it's not a, some things aren't exposed you know right. what i mean i can repent over my lust all day and night but god sees the pride he sees the envy he sees the, the jealousy he sees the lying he sees all the other things that i may not be addressing you know and another thing i think we um Another part to mention, oh man, I promise I, I thought I had the verse um, written up in here, but in regards to getting a soul tie, we can also get them emotionally through our friendships. Mm-hmm. Um, if if you message me, I can give you the exact verse, you know, so, but I'm going to just show you who the, the Bible mentions that, you know, David and Jonathan, Jonathan was Saul's son and Saul wanted to kill David, but, you know, David and Jonathan still had that great connection and he loved he loved David like his own brother. David loved him like he was his own brother. But there was a point in scripture that he says, my love for Jonathan exceeds my love for a woman. That sounds extremely confusing because David is a married man. It sounds extreme. Like I've, I even heard, I'm not even making this up, homosexuals try to use that to to say David was gay and oh that's that proves that the Bible condones gay you know gay relationships mm-hmm. because it's saying that David was dating Jonathan no David was saying my connection that I have with you far exceeds my relationship with my wife my my children my relationships in this world because they were just that connected you know and that's why when people talk about all soul ties are negative I don't think all of them are negative because God wants us to have unity in the body, you know, and I'm not saying I want any of my friendships with any of my boys to be closer than I have with Safa. But at the end of the day, I have to understand that there are some relationships in our life, whereas God blessed you with a relationship that exceeds one, you know, that you can focus on. I don't know if Safa I think just I found, found the it. verse. First Samuel 18, three. Is, is this the one? Maybe I don't think so, version. but def- no, 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 no. I don't think that's it, but definitely that one is good, a good it verse says, as well. Jonathan was knit with the soul of David. Yeah. Jonathan loved him as his own soul. It says First Samuel 18. Go ahead and read that again, babe. 
It says, 1 Samuel 18, verse 1, And it, it came to pass when he had made an end of speaking unto Saul, that, this, that the soul of Jonathan was knit with the soul of David, and Jonathan loved him as his, as his own soul. And keep reading to verse 3, please. And Saul took him that day and would let him, and would let him go no more home to his father's house. Then Jonathan and David made a covenant because he loved him as his own soul. Is that the one? No, this is the, I believe this is definitely in that chapter, but it was a verse that literally said um, his love for him exceeded um, his love for a woman. And I was, I read it and I was looking like, this makes no sense, but it was the level of unity that they had together, you know, mm-hmm. that, that, that closeness that they had. So his soul, he said their souls were knit together. That is basically what someone is saying when they say you have a soul tie, when you're knit together, but they're always making it sound like it's something evil. No, I believe that there are many of us who are knit together. And the only reason why we are in church is because we were blessed to be knit together with somebody that was close to God that could encourage us, that could help us get, you know, stay on track. Mm -hmm. You know, so I definitely think you can get them emotionally through friendships. And obviously there are the negative ones, whereas people can, you know, encourage you to do nonsense or you never had sex, you know, you never did anything, but they influence you to do wrong or Mm -hmm they encourage you to go along the wrong path, you know? So that definitely happens inside the the body of Christ as well. When we think about people like Amnon, the Bible mentions that Amnon had an obsession with his half-sister Tamar, and he knew it was unhealthy, but he had a a friend. The Bible mentions it, but Amnon had a friend. And that guy, Jonadab, convinced him to go sleep with his half-sister. And he forced himself upon her. And then the Bible doesn't even... It, does, it barely even talks about Jonadab after. It was the fact that Amnon listened to the wrong person. Right. So when you're very close to someone and they gain that influence over you and they're allowed, they, they're, they can encourage you to go walk out of God's will, that shows you that they may, there may be a dangerous soul tie that, that, that may be, you know, among you. But I'm sorry, I'm a little tongue-tied as well, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we, be, we both tired, but we getting this content to y'all. You know, so... I guess I want to, I think Safa could jump in a lot more on these. I guess I want to say what's the first thing, not the first thing, but what's what's the first thing that comes to your mind? What's one thing that comes to your mind when someone asks, well, how do I break free from this soul tie? You end the relationship. If you're still in a relationship with that person. Safa's trying to Safa's trying to sound all holy now because I asked her yesterday and she didn't know why I asked the oh, question. Okay, okay. You I mean said, what I said? I said, I said, babe, I randomly walked up to her and said, babe, how do you end a soul tie? What, what would you do to end a soul tie or something like that? I believe I said um, pray about it. Did I say She right? said stop having sex. Okay, I did say stop <laughs> having sex. I did. <laughs> I'm sorry, you guys. I'm so tired. But yes, I definitely said um, stop having sex and, and stop looking for closure in places that you don't need to uh, yeah. have closure. I mean, I think I think that's another thing. I think people get out of relationships and um, they the reason why they can't get over things is because they're still waiting for a, a chapter to close. They yeah. feel like that, that book has never closed. No, the book closed. Mm-hmm. The book closed. You need to get past it. You don't need closure because sometimes if you go back for closure, you end up in the same situation that you, you were in before. Um, so I, you know, just prayer and, um, you know, stop having sex outside of marriage, um, and, um, commit to celibacy until, until God sends you your husband or your, your wife until God sends you that person. Another thing I mentioned to you was, um, I said, some people just need therapy. 
You just need somebody to talk to. All right, Safa's getting getting a little bit too ahead of us. So let me jump in on what she was said about <laughs> ending the relationship. Um, so definitely, I think that is needed, you know, in ending the relationship. And when we say that, it's not a matter of, you know, that they can't change or that God won't work on them. What we're saying is that you need to back up and allow God to work on them. Because when you have a soul tie, when you have a, a, a unhealthy connection with someone, whether you want to call it a soul tie or not, when you have an unhealthy relationship with someone and they clearly need deliverance or clearly you are being led astray or being led out of God's will, you guys are not helping one another by getting in one another's way because you're stopping God from working in their life. You know, so like Safa said, you know, thing, I know you feel as though the sex is great, but a lot of times if you remove sex from relationship, you guys have nothing in common. You know, so be willing to take a step back and allow God to work in both of your lives so that you're, you know, you're able to do the right thing, you know, and Safa mentioned therapy. And I think that's definitely good because like I tell you guys all the time, people don't, you know, prioritize their mental health, <laughs> you know. So I believe that it's important for us as Christians to to take the time that's necessary to deal with our issues, to deal with our trauma. Don't try to neglect it. And that's the reason why I want to tell you guys about BetterHelp that's sponsoring today's episode because BetterHelp will assess your needs and match you with your own licensed professional therapist. You'll be able to connect in a safe and private online environment. Your counselor will be able to be contacted at any time. And also you can set up phone calls or video calls, whichever you may desire. So if you're facing depression, stress, anxiety, anger, or any form of trauma, they are there to help you. In fact, so many people have been using BetterHelp that they are recruiting additional counselors in all 50 states. So if you're feeling burdened down, I want you to enjoy a more blessed and stress-free life. As one of our listeners, you'll get 10% off your first month by visiting betterhelp.com slash godly. Join over 1 million people taking charge of their mental health. Again, that's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash godly. So another thing I think you need to do, you need to understand is that you have to spend time in the presence of God. And I think, you know, it's a very common misconception in our world. Everyone is always saying, I've heard this my entire life, time heals all wounds. Time does not heal all wounds. I don't right. think that's true. You know, you can be out of a relationships and 10 years later still wishing you were back with him. So is 10 years not enough time? You know what I mean? You know, so you can have emotions for that ex and you're married. What was that enough time? You know what I mean? So you cannot tell people, oh, OK, time will heal all wounds, you know. But I believe that when you allow God to heal you, that is when the, that's when something real is happening. That's when mm -hmm. transformation is happening, you know, because we'll always go back to that person if we were never really healed. Or we'll, you know, go back to someone like that person if we're never truly healed, you know. So I want us to I just want to make clear, you know, for anybody who's dealing with this and you're, you know, it's been some time. Please don't think that forgetting about them is healing. That's not the same as healing. You know, you should be able to think about them and don't desire right. to be there anymore. Mm -hmm. You know, so suppressing the trauma or suppressing those emotions isn't the same as finding true joy and peace again. The Bible says it in Psalm 16 and 11, that will show me the path of life in thy presence is fullness of joy at thy right hand are pleasures forevermore. So the Bible already made it clear. You don't have that joy. 
You're trying to find that peace. You're trying to find pleasure again. You're trying to find yourself again. Get in the presence of God because in the presence of God, there is an abundance of joy that we can never exhaust. Right. You're never going to run out of joy if you find yourself in the presence of God. You know, so I believe that ultimately, obviously, we, we are advocates if you need therapy to get it. But if you there's don't spend no time, than, yeah, mm-hmm, there's no better therapy than the presence of God. Yeah, man. So, and, and to be honest, I want you to understand that healing is different for everyone. You know, so don't feel the need to rush it, you know, because you're tired of waiting. You know, you, you, you sh- I should have been over this by now. I haven't even seen him in eight years. Mm-hmm. I get that. But it's different for everyone. You know, but the more you spend time with God is definitely the easier it becomes. You know, and there's obviously things like fasting. Fasting can break any chain off right. of your life. Any single chain in your life, fasting can break it. Because fasting doesn't make you more anointed. It basically releases the anointing that you already have inside of you, you know, because just because your spirit is growing doesn't mean your flesh isn't growing, you know, so we have to do that. And one last thing I say is finding a replacement for the things that you're removing, you know, so you're asking God to remove these people out of your life, but are you replacing those people with healthy relationships? And I don't mean starting getting a new boyfriend or girlfriend. I mean, are godly friends in your circle now Mm -hmm. are you yeah you turned off that music because the music was a trigger okay but did you turn on some worship music instead right fill that fill that you have to fill the gap else you're gonna might fall back into the same circumstance you were in before 100 percent. that's what the bible says in luke 11 you can read it in verse 24 through 26 that if an evil spirit goes out of a person they're gonna go to a dry place and then they're gonna come back And if they see that there's still a vacancy, they're going to bring back more evil spirits with them. And I know that sounds spooky and you've never heard anyone say that probably, but these are literally words from Jesus saying Mm -hmm. that is how evil spirits operate. So God can cast the demon out of you. And yeah, the Bible says whom the son sets free is free indeed. But if you don't fill your spirit with more of God and you leave vacancy, those evil spirits will try to latch back onto you. Um, But the last question I'll get into I'll let Safa briefly mention. I think this was a, it's kind of hard to answer. You'll see why. Safa, so I made a post, I made a comment, made a post about soul ties and someone asked this. They said, if soul ties are real, why do men find it so easy to sleep around? They seem fine. So when I saw that, I was looking like, well, this is a bit, uh, I, I guess I know exactly where you're coming from, mm-hmm. but I guess I wanted to just see your your opinion briefly before I mention it. Yeah, I think um, just because somebody seems fine doesn't necessarily mean that they are. And I, I think that it's it's easier to tell, you know, when these men get into, um, you know, relationships, you know, in the long run, like with spouses or and and they still they still have some of these um spirits attached to them you just you just never know people deal with so many issues and you wonder where they get it from you know and and it's not always a physical thing it can be spiritual because they put themselves in so many other relationships with so many other people so um you know just things aren't always what they seem just because someone seems fine that doesn't necessarily mean that's the case yeah that's basically what i was going to say as well that looks can be deceiving because there are many married men and married women that are trifling, you know, so please do not think that uh, they look happy. No, 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 no. A lot of them still, 
their minds are still elsewhere. Right. They and struggle with things. Yeah, that because they so many people don't know about. Yeah, when you when you allow yourself to to experience a whole lot of things that God never wanted you to experience, your mind it's not easy to you know to keep your mind renewed, and that's why that's that's something that we have to do daily. The the only problem I really had with the question was the fact that she mentioned, you know, why do men find it easy to do that? And I disagree there because there are a lot of women that are sleeping around as well, you know, but I definitely understood, you know, why you did that, you know, but when we look at Adam and Eve, we see that in the Bible, Adam was told, if you eat of this tree, you're going to die. When I read that verse, if ignore everything you read in the entire Bible, imagine you've never heard about God. You just opened the Bible for the first time. If you hear when you eat of this tree, you're going to die, you assume they would have bit the tree and just fell down dead. But that's not what happened. No. You know, it was a spiritual, spiritual death, death right. meaning they ended up separated from God because of their disobedience. You know, so that was something that you would have assumed. Well, why isn't why aren't they dead? You know what I mean? Until you read later on and you realize what that was actually saying, showing spiritual death, showing how they're actually going to die in the future. Or Adam probably would have still been alive today if he didn't. You know, so we have to understand that they may look OK. But deep down, there's a deeper issue that is being unresolved. And that's the reason why we mentioned therapy. That's the reason why we mentioned opening up and addressing certain things, because there's a lot of people that seem fine. But in reality, they aren't. Right. So since I hope I answered that question for you, but it was a little bit tricky. And for those who listen to the end. We appreciate you guys. Thank you guys. Safa's half sleep. <laughs> Trust me, Safa's looking like, boy, Listen, this podcast ain't over yet. This baby is sucking the life out of me right now. I just want to go to bed. <laughs> okay. Our beautiful baby girl is almost here. She'll be here soon. She'll be here soon, y'all. Pray. We got about a little, uh, around four months. A couple more months, yeah. <laughs> so pray our strength. Uh, yeah, man. But we love you guys. Um, if you enjoyed this podcast, please go ahead, share it. If you are on Apple, um, Apple Podcasts, consider giving five stars and a good review. It would mean the world to me. It definitely, it doesn't boost my ego. But when someone is looking for a podcast and they see one that is called Godly Dating, they want to make sure these people are actually talking about God and a healthy perspective on dating. So if this is beneficial to you, just comment. It has helped me. Whatever it is, you know, just share it with friends. You know, we appreciate you guys. And yeah, so if you... If you could do that, we appreciate it. Yep. Pray that you do. have a good week. Yes, guys. Thanks. <laughs> we'll see you next Thursday and <laughs> consider joining us on Patreon. Peace. Peace.